Amen. But I love and appreciate Brother Sanford. I want to come, amen, and just obey the Lord in this house again tonight. Done a beautiful job. And I want him to do the same thing here again tonight. Let's give him a good Bendale welcome. He's ready. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Feels like Sunday night around here. I will not attempt to hype the service. God doesn't need my input or opinion. This service is great all by itself because of his presence and power that has vacated the premise, that has moved into the house. He hasn't vacated. He's here. He's on location. How I many is on location tonight? You're in the right place at the right time to receive the next encounter, the next series of unmistakable, undeniable, irrefutable blessings, miracles, signs, and wonders. I made a statement to begin with. I'm not here to hype the service, but I'm going to tell you what I feel. There is a divine overflow A promises fulfilled. It is not the will of God that we live with frustrated faith and we become bitter over the unfulfilled in our life. God is not a man that he should lie. He said, will I speak it and then not do it? If God speaks it, he will do it. It's been said there are three types of people in the world. Those who make things happen, those who watch things happen, and those who wonder what happened. I kind of feel tonight to put us on the spot. Which category do you fit into? Are you a wanderer, a watcher, or a doer? No wonder he said the violent takes it by force. I'm not going to leave this house tonight wondering what happened. And I'm not going to be a spectator to God's power and promises. I'm going to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. I don't know how you feel, but I'm ready to lay hold on eternal life. I'm ready to press toward the mark. I'm ready to take it by force. I'm going to preach tonight. Make the uncomfortable comfortable or the comfortable uncomfortable. But I wonder before I get started tonight, do we have a representation of those who said, I'm not going to wonder and I'm not going to watch. I'm going to get involved. I'm going to swallow this hook, line, and sinker. There's already a liberty that has taken place in this service, a breakthrough. But I wonder tonight, how many worshipers do we have? How many aisle running, hand clapping, foot stomping, toe tapping, leaping for the joy of the Lord that is our strength. Somebody's about to receive strength because in your weakness, God's about to make you strong. In your infirmity and limitation, God is about to release to you a most noble victory. I feel to tell this, so I'm going to obey the Lord. I don't know if we'll get past it. If we do, fine. If we don't, fine. If you want to cut my pay, that's all right for not preaching like I normally preach. If you cut my pay, I'll pray for you. Amen. 
Well, I know I'm in the will of God then. He said, we may double it. Come on, talk to me, somebody. Oh, I feel something. Somebody said, yeah, I had him pegged all along. Money hungry. Not really. Be seated. Let, let, let me build your faith because I, I, I can't get away from this. Now, I've been doing this long enough that I, I'm kind of like Brother Troy. He's just a little older than me. I know he looks a lot younger, but he's just a little older than I am. He, he, he just turned 63. December, did you say? Well, I'll be 63 in May. Hello. It, it kind of, talking about myself, it kind of reminds me, I, I was with a preacher friend one time and we were driving along. We pulled up and he looked over to his left and, and I heard him say, oh my God. I said, I said what's, what's the problem? He said, look at that lady. He said, that face looks like it has wore out at least three bodies. And he was serious. <laughs> And when I looked at her, I didn't disagree. I didn't voice anything, but I didn't disagree. Hello, you reap what you sow. I look in the mirror and I said, my God, you've wore out some bodies in your lifetime. But we, we just do the best we can do. Amen. But, but I, I want to build your faith. And, and, and I'm just going to obey the Holy Ghost because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. I don't have anything to prove. Amen. Not trying to impress. Don't want to depress. But I was in a service not too long ago, and I noticed toward the back of the building there was a lady with a scarf around her head, and it was obvious that she was probably battling a, a sickness and maybe taking some treatments. And at the end of that service, she made a point to get the attention of the pastor, and she said, I, I want you all to come pray for me. I want you, the evangelist, and, and who else well, you know, get in here and help us pray. I, I, I need a miracle. And we begin to pray for her. And I don't say this lightly, but as I prayed for her, and it's not all about feeling. Don't misunderstand me. But, but there are, you know, there is chapter and verse. That we walk by faith, but God has somehow incorporated into the fine print of the word. There have been moments that people have felt something. And when it happened, they knew that something beyond the ordinary. And I read about a little lady that went to Jesus by faith. And when she touched him, the Bible says she felt in her body. You cannot dispute that nor deny that. She went to Jesus by faith. She didn't go to Jesus because she felt like it. But in spite of her feelings, she pressed through the crowd. She's not going to be a wanderer. She's not going to be a, a watcher. But at the end of the day, she's going to prove emphatically that she is a doer. Faith without works is dead. But faith, if it has works, will produce the necessary needed results. And I feel faith rising to a crescendo in this house. I may not be speaking to everybody, but I'm talking to somebody that your faith is at an all-time high. That level of expectation is off the charts tonight because you're beginning to sense and feel something exuding from your spirit that God is about to pass before you. And that everything that you need in one sovereign act, God can turn it around. She went to Jesus. I think the Lord does have a sense of humor and he does take our feelings in considerations. He's a high priest that's touched with the feelings of our infirmity. What does that really mean? It means when you hurt, he feels the pain. 
when you are going through terrible atrocities and seasons of trial and tribulation in your life. He hurts for you. He can feel your emotions. He can feel your sickness. He can, I wouldn't want to serve a God that would distance himself and not have an ability to know how I feel and what I'm going through, but I've come to remind you that he feels your pain and your sorrow. He is that high priest that can be touched and is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. And he's coming to somebody's aid. He's coming to someone's rescue tonight. The service this morning was a representation of a search and rescue mission. God throwing out the lifeline from some heart among us and hearts among us. And tonight is no different. But I've come to tell you, she went to Jesus by faith. And I think here's what the Lord was saying. You're going home, however, with a feeling. You're going home with a visible anchor of support for your faith. You're going home with an assurance, a blessed reassurance. I'm going to let you feel the very moment that I heal your body. See, she was unclean. Jewish law put her in the same category as lepers. She's an outcast. She's a nobody. She's a liability. She is the offscar of the earth. She's just a number. She's a liability, and she's unclean. She couldn't touch anybody. No one could touch her, or they would be considered unclean. But notice the reversal took place. When she touched Jesus, she didn't contaminate him. However, he did cleanse her. I'm telling you, there's a reversal taking place in this house. You've been here, done this before. You've worshipped, you've praised, uh, you've asked God to touch you. But tonight, uh, there is coming to somebody under the sound of my voice. You're going to leave this house uh, with an assurance that God has started a work in that situation. uh, And there's not enough devils in this county, in this community, or in the state of Mississippi, or in the United States of America, or the worldwide, uh, that can shut down and say, and circumvent what God is about to release into your life. I wish somebody would celebrate it. I wish somebody would connect with it that this is the defining moment that God has chosen to release to me the desire of my heart. My God, I feel power in this place. Healing virtue is running up and down the aisles of this house. She went home knowing because God allowed her. And when I prayed for my wife this past January in Mobile Infirmary, people have been praying, this church and other churches praying, and no results. In fact, things just getting worse and worse. Now, I'm from Mississippi, so I really ought to say it like this. It was getting worser. Hello, that ring a bell, that sound more. It was getting bad. It was getting worse. And I stepped out of the room and was praying. And I had one of those moments as I began to pray. I'm not taking the credit, but it was thousands of prayers piled on top of one another. But suddenly they all began to come together. 
Can I tell somebody, he that asketh, receiveth. To him that knocketh, it shall be opened. I'm here to tell somebody all the prayers that you have prayed, all the tears that have been bottled up in heavenly vows. I've come to tell you they are coming together for this one cardinal moment, for this one most monumental moment that God is about to turn your captivity. He's about to lift you to a level that you've never been to before. There are praise, there are miracle reports being born in this service tonight. And I felt it, Brother Troy, as I began to pray. I'm not that spiritual, but I, God allowed me to feel it. And I knew the very moment that God had healed my wife. A little while later, I stepped back into the room. And before I could say anything, my wife says, come here. Sit down right here. I've got to tell you something that just happened to me a few minutes ago. She said, I've never experienced anything quite like that. She said, whatever this has been right here, the pain, and there was something under the skin, a growth or something. But all of a sudden, she said, a few moments ago, it stopped hurting. And she said, whatever it was, it's not there now. And this is what she said. I believe the Lord just healed me. Be it unto you according to. I wonder is there anybody that will give faith a voice. And declare God's doing it. I'm being healed. My family's going to be saved this year. My prodigal's coming back. I'm coming out of poverty into prosperity. I'm coming out of weakness into strength. I'm coming out of confusion into a newfound direction. Later on, they took her down that day. Radiologist, he looked at my wife and said, Oh, what do you know? The third time's the charm. Showed her the pictures. The video said, here's the, the video and the pictures before. See that right there? We don't know what that is, but there's, a, there's an obstruction. There's a blockage. But here's the one we just took, and there's nothing there. I've come to tell somebody it's been there a long time but get ready. God says I'm about to abolish it. I'm about to eradicate it. I'm about to eliminate it. I'm going to give you beauty for ashes. I'm getting ready to clothe you with a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness, despair. She was there almost two weeks. I lost my appetite, couldn't eat. That's my wife, the love of my life. To see her in that condition, getting worse. But God stepped in and changed everything for the better. It didn't happen overnight. She was sick for a week and a half before we ever went to Mobile. She was in and out of emergency room after emergency room. Finally, they airlifted her from Corinth to, to Mobile. She was there almost two weeks. 
But after God had healed her that night or that day, the surgeon came in with a smile on his face. He walked over to the foot of her bed. He never showed any emotion. He raised both hands, and this is what he said. It's a miracle. No surgery needed. When you can get a renowned specialist to admit it and not apologize for saying it, Honey, if he can speak it, if he can get excited about it, if he can voice it, I'm wondering what's holding some of you back from go ahead and speaking your victory, speaking your miracle, speaking your healing. Went home the next day. Had to go back week later we're going to put you twilight sleep run light down there and look around just to make sure told my wife I said they're not going to find anything she said oh I know that but they had to you know protect themselves and make sure and, and same result nothing and he told her that time he said now you can just eat whatever she had went almost six weeks without eating any food but he said you can eat whatever you want to eat there's no obstruction we stopped at Cracker Barrel and for the first time in almost six weeks she ate solid food he's the miracle worker and she's had no problem that was February. She's had no problem since. Hello? The only problem she's got is me. But that's a good one. Hello? September will be 40 years. Honey, I ain't going nowhere. Amen? Somebody ought to tell the devil, you ain't going nowhere. Hey, devil, you tried to change my mind. Now, I'm not calling my wife a devil. But I'm using that as illustration that some of you have been listening to the wrong voice. You need to turn the tables on the boogeyman and tell the devil my mind's made up, my foot's on the rock, and I shall not be moved. I'm not changing my mind about my family. My little darling is still going to come to church and get the Holy Ghost. You ought to say it. My son's coming to church and get the Holy Ghost. My wife's going to get the Holy Ghost. My husband's going to get the Holy Ghost. We're going to have the greatest revival that we've ever had. It's been almost a year, but brother, I see some positive, miraculous changes in this church, but not just what I can see in the natural, but what I feel in the spiritual. I have no doubts. You will purchase land and build a new church. I'm telling you how I feel, what I believe. I've said it here before, but here the evangelist, God reminded me, tell the people there is a miracle coming. 
There is a financial overflow coming to this church. You know what I felt the Lord tell me, Pastor? He said, I will not violate my word. I will not stand in contempt against my word. Because my word says give and it shall be given. And he said this is a people who give freely, regularly. This is a giving church. You support ministries, evangelists. You have more revivals than anybody I know. And I've been a part of that in the past and hopefully in the future. You don't need Carrie Sanford. Now, I hope you don't get that revelation because I like coming here. But the Lord said, how can I not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing to this people who continue to be a blessing to the kingdom? You have ensured that the door remains open. Now get ready. It's your turn. It's your time. Not just as a church. That included, but I'm talking about individually. Now what I'm about to say, I hope we don't have any wanderers or watchers. But if, I'm not saying it just because to respond because I'm about to make this statement. But if you really believe way down deep inside that there are radical, unbelievable, overflow blessings financially, spiritually, physically that's coming to your house, to your home 20, then show God that you believe it. Whatever you want to do, ever how you want to celebrate it. It's time for doubt to leave. It's time for unbelief to leave. It's time for this wilderness mentality to be decimated, destroyed. He's not a little bitty God. He's not a miser. He's not cheap. He's not stingy. Will he not give you fish? Will he not give you bread? He's not going to give you a serpent or a stone. Will he not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing? I feel a Malachi 3 and 10 blessing that's got your church's name on it. I don't know any kind of work that any of you guys do. I don't know what you own your own bit. I don't know. I knew there's a guy here who's got a hardware store somewhere. He ain't got much hair, but on his head, but he got what you is it is it still two? Hello? No wonder you losing your hair. Who said you can't have fun at church? A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. 
I'm telling you there are people under the sound of my voice that God is about to make wealthy. Now hear me. Because he knows he can trust you. Can he trust somebody else? If you can't be faithful in the little, you won't be faithful in the big. Now I'm just making a point. If you can't pay tithes on a hundred, you won't pay on a thousand. If you won't support the church and pay tithes on a thousand, you won't pay it on a million. But there's some people in here that settled the pocketbook issue years ago. All that I have belongs to God. And therefore he can trust you with abundance. Well, I wonder who he's talking to. Faith's not speculation. Anybody here just going to say, I, I, I received that, I claim that. I'm about to transition from littleness to much, from struggle to more than enough. See, We've got this wilderness mentality in, in the rank and file of Pentecostalism. Hello. God wants to deliver us from a wilderness mentality of just enough. Now, don't get me wrong. Just enough's better than not enough. It is an improvement over not enough. But, but we need victory over this wilderness mentality of just enough. Well, it's not much, but at least it's enough. And if that's where you choose to drop anchor and live the rest of your life, more power to you. But there's some of you in here whose faith and level of desire will not allow you to build a condominium there and say, this is where I'm going to be the rest. My faith tells me that as God blesses me, I will bless the church. My pastor will never have a financial worry. Hello? Taking up a missionary offering. You got an evangelist here. See, you're givers. That's right. I wish somebody would just go ahead and don't be embarrassed to do it. Because God likes to put us on the spot to see if we really mean. We're not looking around to see, well, who else is going to get involved in this? I don't want to look foolish and facetious. Oh, no, 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 no. I just wonder, is your faith telling you that there's more coming than you can handle? Somebody said, I think I can handle it. No, it's going to be so stupendous and over the top and so ridiculous, it's going to be more. Shame on you if you try to hoard it up because God said, I'm giving you more so you can give more. So you can extend your reach of influence and you can help missionaries in other countries and you can help other churches being built. I've ever felt a substantial, over-the-top, enormous, stupendous, miracle blessing for a church. I feel it for this one. Whoa! 
I was preaching in Georgia one time, and the spirit of prophecy came on me. And I noticed when I pulled up, it was just a Tuesday night service. I was in the area, been in revival, had Tuesday night off. People wanted me to come preach. They had a foundation, and that's as far as they got. They run out of money. And I'm preaching, all of a sudden the Holy Ghost moves on me. I said, there's a financial miracle coming to this church, and it will be enough for you to complete your building. And then I finished preaching. I, I didn't just, wasn't just a shot in the dark. I, the Holy Ghost moved on me. The prophetic moved on me. And in a few weeks, one of the members of that church was in town, and he was approached by an elderly gentleman. I may have told this here. I don't remember. He said, you look like a Christian. He said, where do you go to church? He told him. He said, would you ask your church to have special prayer? He said, I'm, I'm in a situation. He said, my son's been missing for a year. I don't know if he's dead or alive, but I need some closure. W would you take it to your church and have your church to pray? We need a miracle. And in the next service, he requested prayer, and they started praying. To make a long story short, about two weeks later, that man called the pastor with a praise report. He said, my son has been gone for a year. Don't know if, know if he's dead or alive, but he said, just the other day, out of the blue, I get a phone call, and it's my son. And he said, I've been in jail. I've been too embarrassed to tell you I've been in another area. But he said, just been sitting there. And he said, all of a sudden, they come get me the other day, and they put me before the judge, and the judge said, I don't know why I'm doing this. I've never done this before, but all charges have been dropped. You're free to go. And that man told the preacher, I believe it was a direct result of your church praying. And he said, I'm calling to tell you that, plus I'm calling to tell you that I have just put a $285,000 check in the mail to your church. That was in the Pentecostal Herald. And here's the hilarious thing about it. The article was in the Pentecostal Herald, and they said, we had a visiting preacher, and he prophesied this financial miracle, and, he, and they said, it was brother so-and-so, and it was somebody besides me. That would have been good PR. The only thing I can figure somebody else prophesied it to, I don't know. And it doesn't matter. I didn't get an attitude. I didn't get ticked off. Hello? I don't think it would have, but it might have went to my head. I don't think it would have. But the bottom line, the word of God went forth. I know what I spoke in the Holy Ghost. The pastor knows. The church knows. The only thing that matters was the result. It doesn't matter who gets the credit as long as God gets the glory. You may never remember me again after tonight, but that's all right. I've come to tell you right now, you're in covenant with a God that knows the path you trod. Woo! Get ready. You're coming out of that wilderness mentality of just enough to more than enough. Woo. There was a lady 
in Arkansas that testified one night. She said, I just need a financial miracle. Need a, and I ministered to her the next night, and I, I said, I said, God's an on-time God. I said, very soon, very quickly, God is going to pour out a blessing on you. The next morning, there's a knock at the door at 6 a.m. She goes to the door, and there's a stranger there. He said, ma'am, the, the car out here, that's weeds have all grown up around. And He said, I've been looking for that classic, that old model. Is it for sale? She said, yes, sir, it's for sale. And she almost quoted him a price, but she said, I felt a check in my spirit. She said, sir, what would you give me for the car? And he quoted her a price that was many times more than what she thought she could get for the car. And she said, consider it sold. He goes back to his car, gets a briefcase out, gets a bunch of money out, cash, and said, I stood right there in the man. $100 bills. Signed over the title, the old car. And he said, we'll be back after it. She testified that night in service. She said, I'm a divorcee. said, got three kids on a fixed income, working two jobs, doing the best I can do. And said, we've been in this extended revival. Didn't know if I even had gas to get here. Had some bills piling up. But she said... If you were here last night, you remember what was prophesied. She said, the miracle showed up at my door at 6 a.m. this morning. And here's what she said. She said, I got caught up on some bills, paid some other bills off, filled my car up with gas. Me and the girls went out to eat lunch. And she said, guess what? I still got some left. That's what I'm talking about. When God does something, He does it in enormous volume. He doesn't have to reach way down and scratch and scrape the bottom of the barrel to try to muster you up just enough to get you through the day. I know the widow lady, when she went back, there was always enough. Give us this day our daily bread. God implying and teaching the principle of trust. Don't get more than you need. But you go to the New Testament. See, the Old Testament talks about, David said, thou art with me. But you go to the New Testament when you talk about the experience of God and, and the dimension and the depth of God. It, it talks about rivers and wells. David said, my cup runs over. That, at best, that's all he had was a cup, but look what he did with a cup. <laughs> he did more with less, we do less with more. But you go to the New Testament. See, a cup's what you dip water with, drink water from. But, but he said, you don't have to be concerned that you're going to be limited just to a cup. You've got the entire well. You've got rivers. Amen? You've got overflow. So I'm telling you, it's time to let your faith rise to that place. This says, God, no more struggle doing the best I can do. The numbers don't add up. But the preacher said to prepare my heart for the blessing. And that lady that night in that service, we went back and prayed. And as we prayed for her, I felt healing. I don't always feel that. But I felt God healing her. I didn't voice it, didn't tell her. That night after service, she gets on social media. She gets on Facebook, and she, she begins to tell everybody. She said, I went to an apostolic service. 
And she said, as most of you know, I have a brain tumor. I've been taking treatments. But she said, when they prayed for me tonight, she said, I felt something I have never felt in my life. And this is what she said. I believe God is healing me. Her pastor called me and said she went to the doctor two days after that. And the doctor called her back in after they run some tests and said, Ma'am, I got some positive news. The cancer was this size. The tumor was this size. But something has happened. It's beginning to shrink. She went back a week later. He called me. The doctor called her back in and said, The test we run just the other day got good news for you. There is no tumor. It's gone. It's disappeared. They run a battery of tests, bones, blood, nothing. But she spoke her miracle. She said, I believe God is healing me. There is power in your word. Jesus just spoke the word and it happened. He sent his word and his word healed them. Did he not give us the ability to do it? Would you take somebody, find you a praise partner and a prayer partner right now. Find you a willing participant. Somebody like-minded. And say, we're claiming it right now. That heaviness is being lifted. That depression is leaving. That discouragement is gone. That weakness, that sickness, the cancer, the tumor, the high blood pressure, hypertension, sugar, diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis. Whoa! He's searching, he's looking to rescue, to restore, to heal, to make alive, to make new. Somebody. Woo. If you just knew the workings of God, I'm telling you, Pastor, beneath the surface, there is the hand of God working in places that we think not. Places that we know not. There is a representation of people, a group, groups in this area. Is this George County? And in other counties neighboring. Got Stone County to the west. South, Jackson. East, Green. That's the other one I was thinking of. I'm telling you. But specifically in this immediate region, they're coming. You'll see some of them in this building. You will see many of them in the next building. Ha ha. 
some of you are worshiping by yourself. There's a division in your home. One living for God, the other not. But God says, I'm about to change that. Somebody's going to look up one of these services and that husband's going to be worshiping beside you. And that wife is going to be worshiping beside you. And those children are going to be worshiping with you. It is going to happen, thus saith the Lord. Did he not say, I will destroy the canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm, the locust? Will I not? Declare war on the devourer. It's happening in families right now. God said, I'm declaring war on the devourer. You give. I started to say like you've been doing. But I felt to check. The Lord said, I'm challenging my people to go further, to go beyond because you'll never outgive God. Whatever you give, there's more coming back than what you sent out. God have mercy. And I'm not talking to people that's just given a little, but you have a history and a track record of abundantly giving and blessing. But I got news for you. How much do you want? How big a blessing do you think you can take? The more you give, the more is coming back. It shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. I know we got out early this morning. I'm, I'm pulling a brother Troy. I'm making up for it tonight. They're talking about you in the restaurant today. <laughs> Hello. You know, you got some of these guys like Brother Moore and Brother Troy. They can just get up and just whatever comes out of their mouth is just apples of gold and pictures of silver. And it's, it's just right to the point. And it, it, it's, just, it's just articulate. And uh, Hello. That's not false humility. That's right. See, the Bible says we're not to think of ourselves more highly than what we ought to. That's why God uses people. Because with the Lord working with them, they get the job done, and it's well. Hello? But see, you can get so used to a voice, become so familiar, but in my travels, I go places. Well, I, I don't need to go there, really. And, and people get up to lead the service, and every other word is amen. Hallelujah. They take prayer requests. And remember, Sister So-and-so, she's in the hospital, praise the Lord. Brother So-and-so just had a heart attack, Hallelujah. You've heard it too, haven't you? They don't mean that the way it sounds, but, but they just have a habit. It's a rut. Every other word, amen, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, praise the Lord. And I'm thinking, and, and I'm a big one to talk because I hadn't got it down either, but I'm thinking, don't just amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord, thank you, but say something. 
that will promote this service and get it in gear to help me. I don't have to worry about here, that here and other places, but some places. They do all the singing and the worship and the praise and, and the miracles and the healings. And, and, and in between all that, they give 500 prayer requests and, and 700 announcements. And I'm exaggerating. And, and, and then the, goes to the pulpit and they start talking about this and that and the other that's not even relevant to the service. And the next thing you know, you've been in church an hour and a half and everybody's tired and wore out. Well, at this time, we're going to bring the evangelist. See if he can resurrect the dead. See if he's a modern-day Ezekiel. I felt like Ezekiel some places uh, when the Lord would say, Oh, Lord God, he would, can these bones live? And I would have to say, Lord God, thou knowest. Only you know if anything good can come out of the rest of this. Earth. But not here, hallelujah. It's never been that way here. You better not lose sight and focus of the good thing you've got going in leadership, in the church, department heads, Sunday school teachers. All meshes together to create this. But at the end of the day, one waters and one plants, but God comes along and gives the increase. If you believe you're in a season of increase, lift your hands and praise him one more time. Thank him for the word that you've got tonight. Woo! Somebody's headed to a land of promise. The land that flows with milk and honey. But you know what? They had to fight giants to get it. It was an inhabitant that eated up the people. Walled cities. They had to fight for everything they could get. And I'm here to tell you, I refuse to be a wanderer or a watcher. I'm going to be a doer. I'm going after my prophecy. I'm going after my word. I'm going after my promise. And I'm going to do my part. And when I do my part, God's going to step in and do his. Who's got pain in their body right now? Would you just, you got to run, just, just walk one time around. If you got pain in your body. I, I, I'm, I'm about to move out of the way, but I just felt it. <laughs> Every step, praise him. In Jesus' name. The preacher can't heal you. Your mama, your daddy can't. The pastor can't. But we can pray the prayer of faith. We can do the Lord's bidding. He said greater works than thee. Sis, it's lifted. The heaviness is lifted. The turmoil, the storm has been silenced. God has given you a new spirit, an excellent spirit, a spirit of hope and joy and peace. It's coming. It's here right now. In an atmosphere like this, Brother Randy, I just feel like anything's about to happen. Something's about to happen. In the name of Jesus, bear your right arm. Stretch it forth into this house. 
and heal us, make us whole, spiritually, physically, emotionally. My God said he brought them out with a strong hand. Woo! Where's that little bitty guy back there? He's a Ford, but he's a little bitty fella. He just stood up. Little bitty fella. You ever shook his hand? You just hope he don't return the favor and shake yours. He just holds his there. He got a grip, don't he? He got a strong hand. And I guarantee you, he's much of a man. As my Paul all say, he looks at me and says, that guy right there, he's stout, stout. Yeah, you are. God's hand is stronger. Don't you think, don't compare God's ability to the devil's interference. See, the opposite of equivalent of good is evil. Up is down. And people say the opposite, you know, God the devil. No, God has no equal. He's not in the same ballpark as my God. He's without limitation. He cannot be emulated. His greatness is unsearchable. His power is measureless. He has no peer. Woo! When they looked at the giants, they said, big giants in the land. But Joshua and Caleb, they looked at the giants and then they did this. Uh, But God's bigger than the giants. God bless you one more time. Give him praise. Thank him for what he's doing. God bless you tonight. Let's give that unto Jesus in this place tonight. I'm telling you, he's worthy ever. Hallelujah. Ever thank you, Jesus. There's no God like this God. There's no Savior, no liberator, no blesser. You can't outgive God. You can't outbless Him. Hallelujah. If you're a cheerful giver, honey, I'm telling you, He's going to give it back. Press down, running over. Amen. Amen. What a word in the presence of the Lord we've heard in this house tonight. Moving and touching and helping us and strengthening us. Hallelujah. God's wanting to do some great things for Bendale, Mississippi. And I don't believe he wants to just limit it to this, the families here, but the families extended out from this place. Amen. Families in this community, families that are connected to this church. Amen. To reach into their lives and hearts and souls and bring them out. Amen. I'm telling you, God wants us to be a testimony, amen, of his name. A testimony of his power and kingdom and love. Let's walk in the beauty of holiness and God's righteousness. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Love you tonight. Appreciate your your response in this house. God bless each one of you in such a beautiful and a special way. Be back tomorrow night. Don't forget, back. we're going to bring the, uh, everybody listening. Wednesday night service is going to be tomorrow night. Wednesday night service is going to be tomorrow night. We haven't service tomorrow night. That's Monday night. We're not having service Wednesday night. Okay? Praise God. I've been accused of not making that clear. We're not having service Wednesday night. 
We're having service Monday night. That is tomorrow. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody's got it. Praise God. I apologize. I'm going to do better making these announcements. You're going to know for surety. Amen. When we go to our service. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because I don't want you to miss it. I want you to be here and be a part of it. Amen. Because God's too good to us. He's blessed us in too many ways. And we want to be together, joined together, bonded together. Amen. The love of God, the power of God. I couldn't better think of a better place to life and have a good time. Praise God. I'm telling you what. There's nothing like it here in the house of the Lord. And we appreciate you to come and be a part of this. God bless all of our guests again tonight for coming. If you don't have no word, you don't have a better place to go tomorrow night. But you may have some responsibilities you've got to go to tomorrow night. But if not, come be in church with us. I promise you it's going to be good. It's going to be powerful. Amen. And the Holy Ghost is going to be poured out. The hand of God is going to be here. The love of God's going to be here. He's going to minister. He's going to work for us. And I want to come and be a part of it. How about you? Amen. So we love you and appreciate you. Uh, also, I'm going to make this announcement. Brother Rouse will be back with us this coming Sunday. Amen. Brother Rouse will be with us this coming Sunday. We may do another Monday night. Man, we may be full up all of January with Sunday and Mondays. Praise the Lord. I, I, I doesn't make me any difference. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're just looking forward to it and the goodness of God, the mercy of the Lord helping us along this way. And we appreciate Brother Sanford. I, I appreciate he obeyed God again tonight. Amen. He just walks over here and folds that thing up and just, hey, let's just walk with God tonight and minister to us and speak and put faith in our hearts here tonight. We all remember that with Sister Sanford, don't we? We thank God again tonight for touching her and moving those blockages out of the way. Hallelujah. Thank God for surgeons, amen, that recognizes there is a mighty hand. A hand, amen, it's greater than their hands. Praise God. It can move and operate and help in times like this. And he, he didn't forget that. I promise you. That surgeon did not forget that. And who knows what that might lead to. And that's what this is all about anyway. Amen. It's a testifying of God's goodness and grace and mercy and truth. Man, to work among us. Appreciate you tonight. Birthdays. Got any birthdays tonight? Mamma, all right, Sister Glenda Fay, amen. Bryson, God bless him. Praise God, praise God, hallelujah. Thank God, I'm, I'm making a little better practice of this. Getting prepared ahead of time so I don't have to run them down. <laughs> amen, praise God. All right, anyone else? Don't want to miss no one. Thank God for birthdays. We want to celebrate them with you. Hallelujah. All right. Bryce and his sister Glenda tonight. All right. Let's sing happy birthday to him. That's right. Let's give them a good hand tonight. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know what? If you'll just look back there, you'll see the blessings of God. Sister Glenda Faye, how old are you? I know I ain't supposed to ask that, but I'm going to ask it. 79. Huh. Does she look 79? But if she gave herself to the world tonight, she'd look 179. But because she gave herself to God and to the work of God, 
Amen. She looks far beyond, below 79. God's a preserver. God's a helper. That's what obedience, that's what giving, amen, and giving and blessing the kingdom of God will do for you. Being faithful to the house of God. I'm going to tell you something. The Lord's impressed me, and I hadn't done it yet, but I might. And I even pondered today, and that's getting me up. How many of you remember the absentee list thing at school? God's impressed me actually a year or so ago, and I just, just hadn't just done it. But I've been really impressed this, this year in the beginning of this and to get me one. Start marking it down. <laughs> you may not like that, but, but I'm telling you, when the absentees outbalance the presence, <laughs> we're in trouble. <laughs> in fact, this is in your public schools today. If your children miss enough days, they come into your door. It may be the law, too. <laughs> and they ain't coming after the kid, honey. They coming after you. We want to know where that baby's at. <laughs> now, I'm not going to send Sister Moore. <laughs> Hallelujah. I like that one now. Praise God. <laughs> Well, I can see him, Brother Brad. Okay, how about that? <laughs> Woo, praise God. No, but, uh, but you know what? I'm not going to tell you the rest of it. I'm going to leave that to myself because you'll take it wrong, and I don't want you to. And I mean it in a good way, okay? But there's rewards in being faithful. There's benefits in this life and in that one to come. Being faithful, making commitments and sacrifices, and being just faithful to the house of God and the work of God. And a lot of times it ain't got to be of great measures. It's just that commitment, that dedication. God's going to reward you. God's going to bless you. God's always watching. And he sees the good as well as the bad. Won't you ever forget that? Your pastor may not give you the credit. Others may not recognize it. But I promise you, you can't do not one thing without God recognizing it. So we love you tonight. Appreciate you. Amen. Anniversaries. Anniversaries. Any anniversaries? All right. If not, God bless you tonight. Appreciate you. Don't forget when we have in church. Tomorrow night, Monday night, 6.30 prayer time, 7 o'clock service time. Come ready to have church. God bless you. Love and appreciate you.